الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين وبعد السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته. نتمنى إن شاء الله تعالى the discussion on the Sahaba رضي الله عنهم أجمعين the three that stayed behind. And we spoke about yesterday the actual story. Which Allah Jalla wa'ala alludes to when he said subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah At-Tawbah which we recited and we heard today وَعَلَى الثَّلَاثَةِ الَّذِينَ خُلِّفُوا حَتَّى إِذَا ضَاقَتْ عَلَيْهِمُ الْأَرْضُ بِمَا رَحُبَتْ وَضَاقَتْ عَلَيْهِمْ أَنفُسُهُمْ وَظَنُّوا أَلَّا مَلْجَأَ مِنَ اللَّهِ إِلَّا إِلَيْهِ ثُمَّ تَابَ عَلَيْهِمْ لِيَتُوبُوا إِنَّ اللَّهَ sometimes selects special stories that have many benefits and many lessons and mentions them in the Quran like the stories of the Anbiya of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and like some incidents in the time of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam like this story of Ka'ab ibn Malik and his companions that stayed behind in the battle of Tabuk so we discussed the actual story like yesterday and today, inshallah ta'ala, we'll extract some lessons pertaining to this story. And how the lessons that Allah Jalla wa'ala wants us to establish and implement in our particular lives. The first is that Ka'ab ibn Malik radiallahu ta'ala an, he intended to go and participate in the battle. And he was prepared. And he was strong. And he was healthy. Moreover, he had beasts that were able to participate in the battle that were also taught the arts of war. However, Ka'ab ibn Malik established or he acted in a manner that the shaytan calls the slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to when he knows that the slaves of Allah intend to do good. And that is as Abdullah ibn Umar ta'ala used to say, do not leave today's work for tomorrow for if you leave today's work for tomorrow tomorrow will never come and this is what Ka'ad Malik did radiallahu anhu and this is why the ulama of Islam they say that when the shaitan knows that he's now fighting against a strong individual one who worships Allah one who has goals and objectives he knows he can't necessarily come with doubts he knows he can't even come with desires so what does he do he makes him delay good. He makes him delay good in the hope that he misses the good altogether. So he knows that perhaps Jannah or Jahannam is not something that this person will be able to get. So he doesn't want him to be able to reach a high level in Jannah. So he makes him forget, he makes him lose all types of good. And this is what he did with Ka'ab Malik. He made him procrastinate to the extent that Ka'ab Malik kept on saying, tomorrow I'll leave, tomorrow I'll leave, tomorrow I'll prepare. Or they've gone, the army has now left towards towards book. Tomorrow I'll catch them up. Tomorrow I'll meet them. But tomorrow never came. And this is why the month of Ramadan, we often make ourselves goals and objectives. After the month of Ramadan, we say to ourselves, I'm going to make sure that I pray all my salah. After the month of Ramadan, I'm going to make sure I wear the hijab. After the month of Ramadan, I'm going to let go of this sin. Why can't we start from today? And this is one of the stories, one of the lessons Allah wants us to implement from the story of Ka'ad Dumani. Is to make sure our goals and objectives 
are implemented today and they are not left for tomorrow because if it is, tomorrow will never come. The second lesson we can take from the story of Ka'ab Malik radiallahu ta'ala an is that Ka'ab Malik, he saw the kuffar, he saw the munafiqun bring excuses to Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam and he saw them being excused. He saw them being excused. He saw the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam because the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam knew they were munafiqeen. And so he would treat them, he wouldn't be harsh towards them, he would just treat them as normal. So Ka'ab Malik thought to himself, should I lie? Should I like the munafiqun? Should I lie like the munafiqun? And just like them find mercy with the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, or should I speak the truth? Ka'ab Malik radiallahu spoke the truth. And even though that truth was hard, even though that truth would lead to many consequences and many sufferings for him and his family, to the extent that Ka'ab Malik is now known amongst all of the Muslims in the Meek Quran as the one who didn't participate in jihad, the one that didn't go, it had many consequences. But Ka'ab ibn Malik spoke the truth. Even though he knew that the Prophet would be harsh towards him, perhaps Allah would treat him in a very difficult manner as well. But he spoke the truth even when the goings went difficult for him. The Prophet said, Alaykum bis-sidqa. Upon you is to always speak the truth. Because truthfulness will always lead to good. And goodness will lead you towards paradise. And then he says, There is not a person who continues to speak the truth until until he is written. Until he is written with Allah as a person who always speaks the truth. And then he said, And beware, beware of lying. فَإِنَّ الْكَذِبِ يَهْدِي إِلَى الْفُجُورِ Because lying will lead to sins, or more sins, or more evilness. وَإِنَّ الْفُجُورِ يَهْدِي إِلَى النَّارِ And this evilness, this sin, and more sin will lead you towards the fire. And a person continues to lie until يَكْتُبْ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ كَذَّابًا Until it is written with Allah Jalla وعلا as a liar. So Ka'ab ibn Malik he had two options. He saw that those who lied were being helped, were shown mercy, were still being treated the same. But he couldn't bring himself to lie. He couldn't bring himself to lie. And this is why the ulama they mentioned, Ka'ab Malik received his tawbah. This is why once we read the story of Ka'ab Malik in the Quran, Allah tells us, Allah turned towards him. Because of his tawbah, Allah tells us also until the end of time, when we hear about Akab, we know he's a person that missed, he procrastinated, he missed the war, but he's a person Allah forgave. He's a person that Allah had mercy upon him. Ka'ab al spoke the truth, and because he spoke the truth, there was mercy for him at the end of the tunnel. And this shows us that yes, sometimes it may be difficult to speak the truth, we may get into trouble, there may be many consequences. Maybe our parents will tell us off. Maybe even there'll be some more disputes with our families. Maybe we'll have to suffer in a particular way in this dunya. Maybe lose our job even. Or our marriage. Wallahu a'lam. But there is always mercy with those people who speak the truth. And we learn from the story of Ka'ab. 
mercy in this dunya before the akhirah. He spoke the truth, he faced the consequence, but then he found mercy in this world before he found mercy in the akhirah. For amongst the lessons we can take from the story of Ka'ab ibn Malik is that Ka'ab ibn Malik had to suffer consequences. This is why Imam al-Qayyim he actually writes an essay where he says there are 10 consequences for sins. They won't go to every single one of them. But he says that every person who sins and he knows he's sinning and he's chosen sin and he knows when he's chosen sin that this is something that displeases Allah He sinned in this world. He must face a consequence in this world. Allah will make things difficult for him. Allah will make his heart harden. Allah will make him lose some of his beloved. Allah would make them, uh, his family, for example, have more turmoil between them or argue amongst one another. Allah would take some of his blessings away from him. There are many consequences to sin that the person will find in the dunya before the akhirah. This is part and parcel of the fact that we committed a sin. This is part of the parcel of Ka'ab ibn Malik radiallahu anh sinning. Because he sinned, the most merciful the Prophet was harsh upon him. Because he sinned, the most merciful Ar-Rahman Allah decreed a boycott. Because he sinned, all of the Sahaba left him completely. Because he sinned, his wife was told to stay away from him. Because he sinned, he had many consequences. And the scholars of Islam, they say, if you've chosen sin, if you're man enough to sin, then be man enough to face those consequences. How many people often ring me and ask me, is it permissible for me to abort the child that I've made pregnant, what I've made uh, a woman have due to zina, etc, etc. They've chosen zina. And now they want to choose murder. One sin leading to another sin. And I ask them often, why? Why do you choose this? They said, because it will bring much shame upon our family. And our parents will leave us and they will boycott us. Didn't you think about this before you sinned? These are all consequences Allah has written for you. As a person who sinned, as a person who transgressed, as a person who chose a path other than the path of Allah, you have to live it. You have to face it like a man. Just like how you sinned in the very first place. Another lesson we can take from the story of Ka'ab ibn Malik radiallahu ta'ala an, is that the ultimate goal of the shaitan is to make a person disbelieve. That is his ultimate goal. Hence he said to Allah يبعثون, Give me that chance until the day of judgment. I will mislead them. I will misguide them. I will come to them from their right, their left, in front and behind. And you'll only find a few who are thankful. Only a few that are, only a few that are, are guided. So the ultimate goal of the shaitan is to make a person a disbeliever. To make it such that he stays and abides in the fire forever. However, there are many people in this world that kufr is not the sin that they ever think about. If a person comes to a Muslim who fears Allah and tells him to be a Christian or tells him to be a Jew or tries to try to bring some doubts about Islam, a person's heart, generally speaking, is very strong against this. Because he's a person that doubts so other sorts of ideas and other methodologies, they don't bring any type of temptation to him. But what the shaitan does is that he says, as the Prophet, as, as the Prophet says, تُعْرَجُ الْفِتَنِ عَلَى الْقُلُوبِ كَالْحَصِيرِ عُودًا عُودًا The goal of the shaitan and how he acts and how he behaves 
is that he brings sins to the slaves of Allah like a woven mat made out of sticks by sticks. So one sin after another, 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 the Prophet said, every time a person drinks, he uses the word yashrubuha, he drinks that sin, he takes that sin in. Allah places on his heart a black dot. And then another black dot. And then another black dot. He says, until the heart becomes covered in darkness, covered in blackness. Then he said something profound. He said, until the heart is dusty, cloudy, and is tilted. What does this mean? The schools of Islam, they say, the heart become dusty, the heart become clouded, such that you no longer are able to see what is right and what is wrong. You think wrong is right and right is wrong. You think Tawheed is Kufr and Kufr is Tawheed. The heart becomes tilted. That is when that is when the heart is ready to spit out what? To spit out Iman. To spit out Iman. Iman would fall out of it like how a cup was to be tilted upside down and water slips out of it. How do we learn this from the story of Ka'bud Malik? We learn that once Ka'bud Malik was faced with many severe, severe forms of harshness. Due to the fact that he delayed and procrastinated. And the Sahaba left him and he was boycotted. He was offered something in the market. What was he offered? He was offered to be a king and treated with royalty if he accepted Christianity. From here we learn that all brothers or sisters in Islam, whenever we sin, that is the opportunity for the shaitan to come in of a doubt. That is the opportunity for the shaitan to beautify kufr. That is the opportunity for the shaitan to bring you whispers about other religions. And this is why if you were to watch the videos, and I've said to many people in this masjid who have left Islam, and I've asked them, why have you left Islam? And they're brought in with their families. Every single one of them, and I swear to you by Allah, every single one of them left Islam because of a sin that they committed. One of them had a boyfriend. Another had a girlfriend, another was involved with alcohol, another was involved with drugs, another was involved with, with murder. Sins left, sins made the person leave Islam. Because sins make a person's heart hard. And a person's heart dark. It clouds it and it tilts it until Iman slips out of it. There are many other lessons we can take from the story of Ka'an Numanik. And we'll conclude inshallah ta'ala with the final point. And that final point is no matter what we do and how we sin or how great it may be. <coughs> Allah Jalla wa'ala thumma taaba alayhim liyatubu. Allah Jalla wa'ala will always turn back to the slave if the slave turns back to Allah. قُلْ يَا عِبَادِيَ الَّذِينَ أَسْرَفُوا عَلَىٰ أَنفُسِهِمْ لَا تَقْنَتُوا مِنْ رَحْمَةِ اللَّهِ Oh, you slave who've gone against and transgressed the laws of Allah, never ever despair of the mercy of Allah. Allah Jalla wa'ala forgives all sins. He is the most merciful, the most forgiving. Allah Jalla wa'ala turned back to Ka'ab. Allah Jalla wa'ala made it known that Ka'ab was the one that Allah had mercy upon. Allah Jalla wa'ala made his story known for the whole of humanity until the end of time as the one that was forgiven. As the one that was forgiven. And the Sahaba treated him as if though he was forgiven. And the Prophet ﷺ opened his arms to him and hugged him. And said to him, this is the day that is better than the day your mother gave birth to you. When Ka'ud al came back to the house or came back to the masjid, when his name was mentioned saying, oh Ka'ud been forgiven. The Prophet ﷺ hugged him and said to him, this is the day that is better 
than the day your mother gave birth to you. To show you what? To show us all that Allah Jalla wa'ala forgives. No matter what we do, no matter why we do it, whatever sin it could be, there is always a room for tawbah. If Allah Jalla wa'ala blesses us and chooses us to make tawbah. These are some of the lessons of Ka'ab ibn Malik radiallahu ta'ala. And there are many other lessons we can find in the, book of, in the books of Tafsir and the books of Sirah. And this is why Allah Jalla wa'ala chose to mention Sirah, the story of Ka'ab in the Quran. So we can take and reflect upon these lessons. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to allow us to implement the lessons from the story of Ka'ab. We ask Allah to make us of those who are often, often people who make tawbah. We ask Allah to save us from lying. We ask him subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us from those who are truthful. We ask him jalla wa ta'ala to enable us to fulfill all of our obligations. Wa jazakumullahu khairan wa barakallahu feekum. Wa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam nabina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sallam. Thank <laughs> you.